Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hagan. I'm working at- an Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on the Chuck and Julie Show. Well, hello, everybody. Chuck Bonnell, Julie Hayden, the Chuck and Julie Grassroots Show, True Straight Up. That's right. The show brought to you by Mountain West Wellness, Advanced Acupuncture and Chinese Medicine. Happy Party Friday, everybody. Let's get right to it. We've got a great guest to start off the show, Dick Morris. Everybody knows who Dick Morris is, author of 10 New York Times bestsellers, commentator, political analyst, advisor to uh, former President Donald Trump. And he has a new book out called Corrupt, The Inside Story of the Biden's Dark Money. Hey, Dick, thank you once again. Yeah, thank, thank you for your time. Glad to have you back. Thank you. I'm glad you didn't go back in my resume and tell people I worked for Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, you the statute of limitations has to be all over <laughs> Somebody that that time feels like my first marriage. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let me ask you this. So Comer today is apparently telling at least Lou Dobbs that they're going to start subpoenaing um, Biden, fan, the Bidens. Um, they've been saying that yeah. for a long time, but it sounds like from your book, they sure would have a lot of things to talk about if they did subpoena them. Yeah, yeah they would. Uh, I think they're, uh, they're going to finish with Hunter and then go on to Joe. But um, what I say in my book is basically that the Biden family uh, spread throughout the world to set up business deals, corrupt deals, where they could make money and they could sell a large piece of it to jail. And um, they went to Ukraine, China, Moscow, uh, Romania, uh, Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan, Costa Rica, uh, and uh, and Ukraine, of course. And the and the the deals were very. Uh, complicated, but they all had one thing in common. The only thing of merit that the Bidens brought to the process was access to the vice president and then to the president. And they sold it very blatantly and very openly. Well, it must have been a tough time for these countries with your former client Hillary Clinton and her husband going around grafting everything (laughs) and and Joe Biden coming down either before or afterwards. He must have said, how many are there of you? (laughs) Right. Well, I I think that's true. The difference, of course, is that the Clintons' uh, transactions were fairly simple. It was, uh, we need a ruling from the State Department. We'll invite your husband, Bill, to give a speech. We'll pay him a million dollars and then you give us the favorable decision. And they would say, oh, this isn't a bribe. They really wanted to hear Bill speak, and they gave us a million dollars for it. But what Biden's done is far more complicated and more devious. He said, I will, I want to uh, invest in energy in China. So the energy company in China, uh, DEFC, I think it's called, um, invites uh, Hunter in. Uh, puts him on the board, declares him their broker for any business that they do. They're a government-controlled enterprise. And then they do deals and pay commissions to Hunter Biden, uh, totaling multiple millions of dollars. It looks like north of $30 million. 
Wow. And uh, then he splits that and shares that with his father. And they, or, and they go to Ukraine, and they want to set up a deal with the leading energy company in Ukraine, Burisma. And they put Hunter on the board and pay him a million dollars a year. They're a corrupt company. And uh, when they, they start to be investigated by prosecutors in Ukraine, uh, Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, uh, goes to Ukraine and says, unless you stop this investigation and fire this prosecutor, you're not getting a billion dollars of aid from the United States. So, And they fired him. It was, yeah. They did that on television. So it was a very complicated series of moves designed to use business deals in those countries to profit the Biden. And they set up over 20 cell corporations to take the money and launder it so that they could get away with it. It's incredible well, operation. Well, yeah. well, it seems the, the Clintons at least seem to um, have... They got uh, something for their money. Well, they got they reported their income. Yeah. I mean, you know, the million-dollar speech in Moscow, they yeah. reported well, everything else. Well, Joe well, and all yeah. those people didn't. Well, we don't know that yet. Uh, we know that Biden reported $15 million of income in 2018 and uh, 2017, right after he left as vice president. And uh, we know where about $5 million of that came from, but there's still about $10 million that he declared, and we don't know where it came from. Now, in addition, he may have had income that he didn't declare, and we don't know about it yet. We're learning about all of this stuff. But at the very least, there's $10 million missing money, which he declared in his tax return, paid taxes on. We have no idea what the source was. And I'm sure that that was cash, paid as bribes. And, right. um, and, and if they declared that, they probably left undeclared a huge portion of it. But Did, you know, there... My book, my okay, book focuses ahead. on something related, which is not so much what Biden got from China, but what China got from Biden. Yeah. Right, that's a key. Okay, that's great. Yeah, because, you know, when you take a bribe from a highway contractor, so he gets rich and they build a highway. Uh, but when you take a bribe from our leading international adversary, that's called treason. And, and, you, and what you do for that is treasonous. And I went through the Biden government, Biden record for this term as president, found so many examples where the U.S. national interests were A, and Biden decided B, which was in the interests of China. Um, the biggest example is COVID. Uh, as it became evident that COVID originated in Wuhan, China, and it became evident that the theory that the guy was bitten by a bat was ridiculous. Right. And then the question became, was this a lab leak, which was a mistake, or a biological attack on the United States? which would have been deliberate in an effort to stop Trump from being reelected, which it did. And um, there has never been an investigation. China bars access to the Wuhan lab. They won't make any of the technicians available. And there has been no determination as to how this plague got visited on humanity. And Biden has not insisted that China open its doors and permit an investigation. He easily could. He easily could say we're going to impose a trade embargo, we're going to stop paying you interest on our debt, uh, and we're going to throw you out of the World Trade Organization until you do, but he's never done that. And I think silence and complicity was the first thing he did in return for the bribe. But there are so what many about, others. 
Yeah, go ahead. Well, let me ask you about like China and China and Iran, right? Doesn't China and Iran have have a bazillion dollar oil deal? And is, is that yeah. do you think that plays into why, you know, Biden is like, oh, those nice Iranians, they would never fund terrorism. Yeah. I mean, does that play into that policy, I too, think, do you think? I think I think that's a very good point. Uh, Iran is vital to China because among China's wealth, it does not produce a lot of oil. It uses about three, about six million barrels a day, and it, it uses about twelve million barrels a day, and it produces only about three. So Iran, which is its major supplier of oil, is vital to that equation, and um, and clearly Biden's uh, quick lifting of sanctions on Iran and refusing to reimpose them despite their obvious uses of terror uh, is, I think, an exact part of this. Let me go on to some other stuff. The um, sure. the, the big a key in American finance is that we're the world's uh, reserve currency. And uh, if you need to borrow money on the world market, you can do it in dollars easily. But if you but with another currency you want to borrow, you've got to change your money into dollars first, and then you can borrow because the yuan or the pound or the euro or the yen are not international currencies. And uh, China is threatening to, uh, China's assembled a group of 12 nations that have agreed not to accept the dollar in in return for their exports, particularly of oil. And uh, that includes Iran and um, China, Russia, India, uh, Brazil, and a whole bunch of other countries. Yeah, the BRICS countries. BRICS, yeah, BRICS, yes. And this is aimed directly at the heart of America's economic viability. And Biden does nothing about that. Yeah. He could easily insist that the dollar be used. Uh, and and, they, and he could easily force that. But he doesn't. Uh, in so many areas, Kennedy almost brought us to a nuclear war because Russia wanted bases in Cuba. China is establishing bases in Cuba. And you don't hear a peep out of Biden. China's yeah. acquired a monopoly of rare earth minerals, which are essential to right. uh, to cell phones, to radar, to everything, and specifically to uh, solar and wind batteries. And uh, Biden has let China acquire that monopoly. And when a firm came along in the United States to build a mine that could preempt a lot of the Chinese power, he vetoed it on the grounds that it was endangering a lake. Right. Uh, just so many examples. We have 300,000 Chinese students studying in the United States, and the FBI set up a unit to investigate them for suspicions of espionage. And uh, Biden closed the office in his first month in office, claiming it was racial profiling. Oh God! <laughs> what? Who's so done everything he can to be the president of China, not the president of the United States? Who is the mastermind, do you think? Because I don't get the impression that, that Joe Biden is all that with it these days. And I, I don't see Hunter being at the mastermind. I mean, who do you think, you know, is well, kind of telling Joe what to do these days, at least well, on this area? On policy, on policy and politics, I think it's always been Barack Obama. Yeah. He, he stayed in Washington, unlike other presidents. Right. He has an office a few blocks from the White House. And he has Valerie Jarrett, who is his operative in the Biden White House, basically running things. He's the, he's the uh, halfback that runs back and forth to the coach to get the plays and take them into the huddle. But on corruption, 
I think that Joe Biden is quite with it. I think that he that he's one of those people who, when you're in his alleyway, is totally totally involved. When okay. you're outside, he pretends to be sort of scatterbrained. You ever heard? Of, remember the I think it's his first name, Gigante Tony the Chin Gigante. He uh-huh. uh, was an organized crime figure who was uh, being indicted and convicted and ultimately sentenced in New York City. And he'd wander around Greenwich Village in a bathrobe and slippers. <laughs> uh, and he claimed that he was insane. And uh, so they never tried him and they couldn't put him in prison. And uh, I think that's part of Joe Biden's act. How, let me have it to kind of turn it to sort of the, the current events, too. In terms well, let of, me look at one oh, thing. Okay. One of your, your prior book to this, or one of your prior books, was the uh, saying the, the great Trump comeback in 2024. Yep. And that Certainly looks like it's happening. Yeah. Yep. It's called The Return, and it's Trump's incredible 24 comeback. And so far, I've been right on the money. I predicted that Trump would win, that he would win the, the Republican nomination almost by acclamation, almost unanimously, and that he would be ahead of Biden and he would ultimately defeat Biden. And right now, Trump is way ahead among Republicans and right. five points ahead of Biden in the general poll. Right. And uh, with, with Trump got 12% of the black vote last time, he's getting 27% now. Yeah. And with Trump last time got 26% of Latinos, he's now getting 39%. And among Gen Z voters under 25, he's gone from 10 points behind to 10 points ahead. Wow. So I think that he is clearly on a track to win. What about, let me ask you about the, the current events going on in, in Israel and how the Biden administration is kind of handling that. I guess I kind of have two points, two questions. One is, how does this whole corruption scheme tie into all of that? And that's sort of a second part, just from your experience in dealing with presidents and in Washington, how, how does the, they seem to be, they're kind of darned if they do and darned if they don't, right? On the one hand, everybody's mad, all the Palestinians are, and Muslims are mad at them. And yet on the other hand, you know, you can't have people show pictures of people, you know, beheading babies. That That's a, comp, a problem too. But but for the first part, how does the corruption, do you see it tying well, into the way they're handling all of that situation? Well, I, think, I think Biden is pretending to be a friend of Israel. And there's a great thing with friends like that who needs enemies. Uh, because at every juncture, he's been slowing Israel down. Right. And the current one is he's saying, have a, you have a great momentum now. They're winning. They're, they're really handling Hamas. I think Hezbollah is afraid to attack. And, uh, he, and Biden is saying, oh, let's have a ceasefire. Let's yeah. pause so that you can collect the hostages. And that can't be held. They'll ever be released by, uh, without coercion. And, um, I think Biden is, tapping into the anti-Semitism that is so obvious among Democratic base that yeah. he's uh, now really attempting to stop the Israeli retaliation. And I think that's that's going on now. But let's put that into perspective. There right. would be no war if Trump was still president because Trump cut off Iranian oil sales, embargoed them. They didn't sell oil. They were selling, the, the revenue from oil sales was like, Six billion dollars a year, six million dollars a year. Uh, they their foreign currency reserves were smaller than 80s. They were down to their last dollar. And when Biden came in, he lifted the sanctions. Yeah. And now they have 80 billion dollars of foreign currency reserves. 
and is selling 3.1 million barrels a day. Yeah. So this is what's funding Hamas. Yeah. And it's all Biden's doing. I mean, it's all of a piece. It's you ask about the the interweaving of it. You have Iran selling oil, financing Hamas, financing Hezbollah, using terror to do terror against Israel, and uh, you have Biden letting Iran sell all the oil it wants, and also by the way, shipping them a billion dollars in aid, uh, allegedly for humanitarian right. purposes, humanitarian rockets. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the whole thing is, is corrupt. Well, why don't you see back to so, so Donald Trump? I was reading a thing today where it talked about the Club for Growth. They'd run all these. They were planning them to be attack ads talking about all the legal troubles that Trump has. And instead, all the ads backfired. Right. Everybody's like, oh, they're, they're mad about it here. In well, Colorado, all, all the people watching the ads, yeah, I like Trump better. Right. Yeah. They actually like he came out better. And here in Colorado is where we have the trial going on, where the corrupt Democrat yeah. judge is, is doing that. How do you see? I, I mean, it does doesn't seem to be hurting Trump. Do you see it as actually even helping him? Yeah, it is. When Trump was on his way in the car to go to Miami to get booked, he called me and said, how am I doing? (laughs) And I said, you're doing great. You gained 10 points. You should be indicted more often. (laughs) (laughs) And he was. And he was. (laughs) Yeah, he was. He got a chuckle out of him. But um, yeah, I think that Trump is going to lose in the courts, but win in the election. Yes. Yeah. And ultimately, the election is the place where the power is distributed. I think it's entirely likely that Trump gets convicted on some of these phony charges. Yeah. Uh, it's even possible he gets imprisoned. I hope not, but it's possible. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's going to make a damn bit of difference. I think the American people get it, that this is all a judicial attack to try to stop Trump from being president. Yes. And it has nothing to do with the facts of any case. Right. Right. Well, well what, what's your opinion on the new Speaker of the House? I think he's pretty good. Uh, what I mainly love is the fact that he's elected and in power because the House can function now. Right. And they're doing a very good job in their opening days. For example, they cut the appropriation for the EPA, right. yeah. environmental protection, by 40%. Uh, that won't stick. The Senate will put much of it back. But it really reigns in this agency that is promoting the climate change agenda right, is trying right. to hit the tail is trying to wag the dog. There's yeah. a law that they passed, the regulation, the Defense of Waters Act. Sounds like they're protecting rivers and lakes, but they're not. They've declared that any flow of water that ultimately could end up in the uh, water stream uh, has to be policed. I mean, streams and creeks and leakage even from, you know, agriculture. And it gives it's a power grab of enormous proportions. Yeah. So I'm glad that they're doing that. Let me final question for you, Dick, because people always want to know where can people get all of your books. I know you've got DickMorris.com, but where's the best place to go? Or to, and you're all over the so, place on Newsmax, everywhere too, to kind of keep track and keep up with you. Well, if you go to Amazon uh, and enter my name, uh, they actually have a section on my books oh, that right. has all 21 of them. Um, and uh, you can get them all there. <laughs> there are 21 that I've written. Um, and uh, by the way, 13, not 10, on New York Times. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, one person wanted one last question. Uh, Peg wanted to know what's happened to election integrity. Do you think we'll have an honest election in 2024? Um, I'll tell you the truth. That I'm coming to the conclusion 
that it won't matter. Mm. That, you know, in polling, we have something called the statistical margin of error. Well, now we have sort of the statistical margin of feeling. And um, we are at the moment so far ahead that they can't steal it. I mean, you can't steal it. Be every fair for it. Trump lost the popular vote allegedly by 3%. He's now winning it by 8%. That's an eight-point shift. He can't steal eight points. Okay. Uh, hopefully we'll not. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time on this Friday afternoon. Have, a, great, luck. Yeah. have a good weekend. Thank you. And by the way, in Colorado, don't worry about being knocked off the ballot. That's never going to stand. There was a case of a Republican congressman who participated in North Carolina or Virginia, I think, North Carolina, who participated in the January 6th riot. And the North, the North Carolina election officials, Democrats, tried to keep them off the ballot running for Congress, and the Supreme Court wouldn't let them do it. So they can fulminate at the local level all they want and try to generate publicity and support for it. But Trump's definitely not going to be removed from any ballot. That's what we think, too. That's what we hope. Okay, so thank you for your time and your analysis. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you. Dick Morris there. Um, Oh, and Jacob, I just now saw your question. I'm sorry. I should have had my glasses on. We'll ask it next time. We'll have him on again. Um, he, Jacob wanted to ask about the whole Eric Adams <laughs> um, kind, kind of thing mm. um, with the FBI. Um, we're going to have at three 30, um, we're going to have Ash app come on one, number one, she's been following, um, pretty close. Yeah. The the trial going on in Denver. Um, I I think it is. And, and, but also on the other hand, she had, and I have some experience with this that I can throw out there too. She had the, the prosecutors like ask the judge to admonish her for live streaming the court feed, um, which was completely uh, uncalled for because the judge was completely wrong on this. And it was just a total attempt to dox Ash and have people threaten Ash. And so she'll talk yeah, about yeah. it. And knowing Ash, she didn't step, you know, she no, didn't get down. Really with, yeah, she's like, okay, bring it. Right. Um, but, but until we get her on, um, wanted to briefly talk about the CD4 race. So we had the other Wild guy. and woolly CD4 yeah, race. Yeah, it was great. We had guy Trent Lysey from Mar-a-Lago um, the day that Ken Buck stepped down or said he wasn't going to announce. Apparently, Deborah Flora, who- Just up and quit. Just up and quit at KNUS. That wanted to shit bye. <laughs> and <laughs> then it was on all the other programs. Announcing and her announcing uh, her candidacy. Well, I think that's okay. I don't fault her for that, right? If she's gonna, and I'm sure KNUS was aware that this is a possibility. No, uh, well, well somebody was. Well, probably the people who need. There to are be no aware. adults left at seven yeah, KNUS. So. Somebody somewhere, the money people yeah, well, knew. They're, they're gone. They're knew. back in New York. Yeah, exactly. But but I mean, she can't really be a radio host if she's going to run for Congress. But Deborah Flora announced she's from Douglas County. She ran for Senate. Yep. Right. Um. And I I just have to say this. I like Deborah Flora. I think I like Trent Lacey better, yeah. but I like Deborah Flora. Um, she has for a while now, and I don't know who, but she's got some people with money backing her. Mm-hmm. Deborah Flora has been at all the right events, saying all the right things, which I think she believes. I don't mean that badly, but but somebody very pro- she's got a very professional mm-hmm. handler in in a good way, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of putting her out there. Um, everybody and their mother. We were joking yesterday, Chuck. You're going to run for CD four? Uh, well, yeah, right. No, we're not tonight. really. I'm resigning today from our podcast <laughs> well a podcast i think you could probably do probably in front of, a lot of people have been throwing out george brockler's name i'm going to say right now i think george brockler wants to run for district attorney they're, they're they created a new judicial district that actually encompasses part of his old judicial district right right and um 
And I, I, my guess would be he runs for well, the that's what my guess too, but I have more people saying he's really considering hard running with CD4. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, that's uh, from Jim Jackson. The Dems have no reason to try to not steal the election. You know, but going back to um, Dick Morris's last point, I've read that too, that there comes a certain point where in order to steal it, it would, it would have, it would take like truckload. You know what I mean? It would be. Well, Biden last time got 81 million votes, which was some, you know, huge number, you know, 12 million, 13 million or something beyond his prior one. So. You know, I, I don't think the, Demo- you know, I don't think the Democrats would not try. I, you know, I, I think how do I, if they're, if we're aware of the growing gap, right? right and right. I mean, then they're aware of it too. And they've got over a year to start dealing with it. Start right? counting the ballots. To start, yeah, to figuring out how to deal with it. So, Early voting opened yesterday. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, I can see how sudden Joe Biden gets more votes than there are people in the United States. Yeah, right. But here's the thing, they don't care. No. They'll be like, so, no. de- denier. Well, what are you going to do about it? Yeah, what are you going to do about it? Exactly, denier, denier. Um... Let's see. So one does not need to live in a district to run in that district. That's Isn't true. CD4 and Well County? Sorry, I didn't check. Well, Well County does kind of, or CD4 does kind of curve around. It goes to Parker. Right. It goes down through Chapel Parker. Park. But I think um, Trent mentioned, and we didn't ask him who, there are some people whose names are being tossed out who don't live in the district. Under the law, you don't have to live in the district. Um, I don't even know. Do you have to live in Colorado? I don't even know. I think um, so, yeah. You, yeah, you don't have to. I'm pretty sure you have to live in Colorado. Yeah, Hunter Biden's going to run. You don't have to live in the district. Um, but I think it would be hard to run if you didn't run in the district. I think that would be a pretty big sticking point. And my prediction is, is we'll have Trent Lysey and then the rhinos will come up with their candidate. Well, yeah, but they'll also throw in some phony Right, mega candidate. I mean, Jerry Sonnenberg's going to reportedly going to run. Mike Lynch, Mike Lynch, former, these are former state leader. lawmakers. Uh, then Jerry, um, maybe Heidi Canal. Heidi Canal, definitely. I know, Heidi Canal, Buckwheat Haltoff is right. say he's going to run. Um, and Heidi Canal, I will say this seems to have really stepped up her social media presence. So um, I would think you have to announce soon, sooner rather than later, don't you think? Or maybe not. I don't know how they do it. Um, I think if you can announce after the the November election, which is only, you know, six days away, right. five days away. Well, this is good from Jacob. Jacob is like on it newswise. San Bankman Fried from San Bankman fraud was convicted of fraud. Anyway, there's a theory that he will be Epstein as he's young and will spill the beans on everybody. <laughs> yeah, I don't well, you know, here's the thing. I think the beans are already known, right? There isn't anything Oh no, I only know. Little the beans. I mean, I think, you know, you'd think that all of the people who he gave, what, he gave $15 million to Biden's campaign, something like that? Uh-huh, but but how Biden, you know, the interlockings of how, what he got for that and stuff. Right. And he gave to Republicans, too. You'd think that oh, they should he not give very, He gave a few to rhino Republicans. It right. was incredibly small. Right. And it was only rhinos. And some of it was laundered through Ukraine. Yeah, so right, actually, yeah. to a certain extent, it wasn't really his money. Which would have been hard to say in the trial. It's like a lot of these guys was not my money. Your money. It was your money that they gave to Ukraine. Ukraine, Ukraine gave it to me, and then I gave it back to the politicians. Um, you know, I I don't know if he'll be Epstein or not because I don't know who would he spill the beans on. He was the main. Oh, in the Biden administration, Yeah. yeah. Um, um, yeah. 
But I, he looks like he's spending the rest of his life or could spend the rest of his life in prison. Yeah, so so you never know. But you, you never know. Let's see. Oh, Jay, Jim says there is a huge pile of beans out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then from Leo, low energy bush beans. Mm. <laughs> um, while we're waiting for Peg, what else did I want to talk about? Oh, this is not good news. The uh, judge, so John Eastman, one of Trump's lawyers um, who was from Colorado, got fired from CU for being Trump's lawyer. The In California, they're going after his bar license, right? right? Um, and the judge has for been- moral turpitude. Yeah, the judge has preliminarily found that he is culpable of ethics violations. The reason that's significant is because that means- Basically, what she's saying is I found him guilty. So now the uh, prosecution can present essentially aggravating factors. And which so how bad can I make the punishment? So and I guess that decision may come down or that may wrap up as early as tomorrow when the decision. Well, well, remember, all of this is funded by a liberal, um, I think David Brock, the Media Matters guy, Project 65. It was a project that was created a couple of years ago to specifically, and they spent millions of dollars targeting any and all lawyers who in any way, shape or form um, help out Trump. I mean, they're the ones behind the prosecutions, even though I don't like her, Jenna Ellis, right, of um, Rudy Giuliani. I mean, every lawyer- yep. Um, and they do that twofold. Number one, to punish the lawyers. And number two, to make it. Terrify, very, to yeah. Yeah. To terrify everybody else. If you're a lawyer and somebody connected to something calls up, right? If John Eastman calls up, right? It's, mm-hmm. you know, because now those lawyers are being targeted as well. Well, you know, everybody and their mother is going to get the law license also at Florida. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, here from Sandra. So he can come here and be a judge. One that doesn't need to, one doesn't have to be a lawyer, or have a law degree to be a judge. Isn't that correct, Chuck? I think, I think it is correct, right? Well, usually, I think they have rules now. You have to be oh, they do have rules. That's for coroners. You don't have to know anything about no, them. You can true. be a coroner. One thing on the trial while we're waiting for Ash to come, she's usually pretty good. I think it's interesting. There has been very little media coverage of it. Right. The the Trump trial going on here in Denver. Almost no. The Denver Post. I mean, almost no local coverage. And the reason I think that is, is because no one cares. Right. I mean, this is how news newsrooms make decisions. Everybody comes in in the morning. You have your nine o'clock meeting, editorial meeting. Everybody's there. They kind of pitch their ideas. Um, and I'm sure somebody would say, well, what about the Trump trial? They went, oh, that's boring. You, you know what I mean? And, well, yeah, but watch what happens if he's found. Oh, that'll be all over the place. But it is it is interesting right. to me that there's there's not even much well, in the way of national coverage. Well, because, you know, they know it's all lies. Well, not that it bothers them. But. Right, right. Um, hey, and you know what, Thomas, I'm going to say, why don't you go ahead and give Peg, a, or Peg, give um, yeah. Ash a call real quick. Um, from Jacob, didn't one of the Lincoln projects say that somebody has to put a bullet to Trump? Oh, I didn't hear that. Um, and from Leo, Tucker, Tucker brought up Trump, oh, Trump being assassinated. And from Jacob, no local coverage because when the case gets dismissed, the media won't have to report it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jacob, I don't think it's going to get dismissed. No. I think this judge is going to rule um, that. Um, okay. I think this judge is going to rule that Trump cannot be on the ballot or worse or the same that Jenna Griswold can decide yeah, he can't be on the ballot, which sort of shows how corrupt it is. Right. So this is a Democrat judge appointed by a polis, contributes to Democrats, even contributed to a fund that went after persecuting the January 6th defendant. So even on the topic she's specifically ruling on, she's made political contributions. Um, you had the judge in Arizona 
who said that that there wasn't enough for the judge to decide. It looks like the Minnesota judges are saying the same thing, right? Yeah. Well, we don't know. They haven't come down to the decision yet. Some of the oral arguments indicated they're going that way because that's a majority Democratic right. court. Okay. Okay. Hey, Thomas, maybe just so tried Ash and she's not answering. I know Ash was doing interviews all over the place because of what happened in court yesterday. So maybe she's still on there. Um, maybe Thomas, just try texting her um, and just tell her to come on when, when she gets a chance. One of the bar- bizarre things about the Colorado case is the plaintiffs called Ken Buck. Now, Ken Buck believes the election uh, wasn't stolen and there was an insurrection, but they called him to talk about uh, how the January 6th panel was composed, and he said it's all just corruption. Right. Um, you know, just a couple of turncoat Republicans, and that was it. So that was kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. They got him on that. Um, and and uh, Which is bizarre to me that Ken Buck would do that. But then they they did ask him, well, don't you think Trump was bad? And he said something effective, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and we can, well, you know, we were previously talking, and Chuck and I talk about this almost every day, at least the past few days, is, is Ken Buck crazy, or does he have a plan? I tend to think he has a plan. He uh, decided. Go for crazy you're just going with crazy? crazy. He's crazy. Um, well, what's he going to do for to earn a living? Is crazy. Um, okay, he just reached her and she's coming on now. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I still think he's going to show okay, up. Okay, how many out there think he's crazy? Yeah, it's like, well, okay, but he could be crazy with a plan. Well, yeah, but crazy people's plans aren't too common. No, well, no, and I don't think we'll see him very much in Colorado anymore. All right, everybody's coming on. It's crazy wins. Oh, crazy wins. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, well, so anyway, so the trial, when, do we have Ash? Okay, she's joining now. Um, I, I don't know if I want to, oh, what, what else did you want to talk about? The, the DeSantis boots thing while we wait for Ash. Mm-hmm. If we have time, we'll play the DeSantis boots thing. What I find most interesting, I don't know if you guys, guys have heard this, but there's been all kinds of controversy about whether Ron DeSantis is wearing lifts in his boots, Inside right? His... Um, Eric Trump had a hilarious uh, yeah, thing where he proved that he felt he proved that he did um, have lifts. But what's to me, what's really interesting is that's one of the biggest things that people are talking about with Ron DeSantis, right? Mm-hmm. You've got to be depressed if you're a candidate running for president. And the only thing people want to talk to you. Are you running lifts? Are you wearing lifts it's in your boots? Sure, he's 5'11". Well, but, but I mean, that to me is Cowboy worse. boots make you look taller anyway. Right. But I guess you want to look even taller than that. That's the worst thing, that that's all people are talking about. Not his policies, not his polls, just his boots. Hey, Ash, I see you're here. If you want to go ahead and turn your camera on and unmute yourself. There she uh, is. So you've been busy. You've been like all over the internet, streaming services, everything today, talking about this trial and the way that you pertain. So thank you for making time for us too. Yeah, sorry I'm late. I was writing and I've been sit. I'm sitting here and eating <laughs> Cheez-Its. Uh, that'll be helpful. <laughs> I'm sure somebody in your um, family just left them there. Yes, yes, it was the children. It wasn't me. <laughs> um, and I was I was sitting here and I started writing um, my show for later and lost track of time. So I'm so sorry. No, I'm late. Worries. no worries. No worries at all. Let me. I want to get to your particular situation there in a second. But first, why don't you? You've been following this trial really closely. You're just. What, what do you want? What do you think people need to know about it? Or what would you kind of bring us up to speed on things? Okay, so I I think that the court is trying to. Well, the petitioners and the network of people's, you know, crew and the. Um, Eric Olson, who's not with the AG's office anymore because he's, you know, doing private law now and whatnot, that I, I think they're trying to to chip away at the contours of the law and set yeah. precedent, right? So what we saw on the first day with the um, Dr. Simi, 
was right. setting the standards for far right extremism. This guy is uh, was allowed in as an expert witness to talk about far right extremism. Um, I think it's a discipline that he's made up based on right. the cross examination and you know the way that he answered questions. But he was talking about um, you know he's asked point blank what is how do you define a far right extremist? What is that right? And he defined people who are concerned about corruption. <laughs> believe that there's a conspiracy that the government works on behalf of the elites and not the people. Um, what's so great about that is in, in October, 2022, the New York times released their Siena poll. I think I, uh, I wrote a column about this um, at the time, what, what, and it was the 68% of yeah, yeah. likely U S voters from all parties and all geographies <laughs> and all age groups, 68% are concerned about corruption and that the government works on behalf of the elites and not the people. So that's the standard of right. being a far right extremist. We got to understand what um, weapon, what, what being armed is, right? Trump sent a mob of armed people. That means sharpened flagpoles. Uh, I'm not no making this guns. up. Okay. I'm not making this up. <laughs> sharpened <laughs> flagpoles. Every other weapon that was mentioned, um, shields, batons, parts of barricades, everything that was mentioned aside from sharpened flagpoles was things that were found at the Capitol, right? That not, and, and the, the assertion is Trump sent an armed mob. Right. Right. Well, the armed can only refer to sharpened flagpoles. Right. Because everything else that was listed as weapons by the two Capitol police officers are things that they, you know, allegedly we're, got. We're already there. there. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, let me go so that we'll see. I mean, my guess is the judge will rule, you know, against Trump. But what I wanted to talk about, too. Well, was, there was some indication oh. on, on some of the far right sites um, that that the cross-examination concerning the film was pretty devastating, or at least the. How they edited it. Yeah, stuff. how they, you know, they put a timestamp on it. There was an hour off um, that they, they came up with all this kind of fraudulent timing did you see that part of the trial yes so it's important to know that the evidence what what the petitioners are bringing as evidence is the january 6th committee report the videos that were produced for the january 6th committee right um trump's tweets and (laughs) trump's public statements then they have witnesses they have a you know some constitutional scholars to talk about how the the during the reconstruction period and when the 14th amendment was brought in nobody really knew what insurrection was so we're it's incumbent upon us to define it now and that's really important they're asking a state court a judge in a state court to define insurrection as it pertains to the 14th amendment it's going to be appealed either way regardless of which way she rules um but yeah it's uh it's it's pretty interesting i think that the cross-examination of the petitioner witnesses has been great i think cash patel absolutely destroyed their their entire case how do you Um, do that so Cash Patel was there, uh, you know, in working for the, the for Christopher Miller, the Secretary of Defense. He was at the Pentagon that day and can, you know, and can attest to all of the all of the events that went on and right. what the processes were in the days leading up to January 6th, the authorizations that were provided and the fact that Trump had delegated his authorities, you know, on that day to Christopher Miller as the acting Secretary of Defense. So the the petitioners are trying to say that Trump should have sent in armed that either the military or the national guard should have sent in uh you know armed into nancy pelosi's house 
right. on January 6th. And they're saying because he didn't activate the National Guard of the military on January 6th, he withheld support. It's not true. Nobody's right. found that. This is a right. it's a new novel assertion. Um, but that's that's where they're going with it. Right. It's it's like ridiculous. Well, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is um, so th- this has been they had what they call in Colorado an expanded media motion was granted. So the trial could and it could and was being covered and live streamed all over the place. Um, and then from what I understand, you were like you were working with Badlands Media and you were restreaming it like everybody else in the universe. Yes. And you got targeted. And there's a specific reason, I think, why you were targeted. Tell us about that. Well, so one thing that's for is they said my full name. Now I write for you guys. Do we ever right. call me Ashley Ep- ever? No. No. Ash in America. Right. Yeah. Or Ash, right? But I never right. I never use my full name. It's nowhere on the content. It's nowhere near my, any of my content. Um, but it is in my lawsuit. I'm Ashley Epp in the lawsuit that Jenna Griswold is a witness in against me. Um, but at the time that I was streaming, I was streaming on the Badlands channel. It was a Badlands content. The logo for Badlands was on the stream. And Eric Olson presented to the judge that I was some random person streaming individually. He said, she said, uh, the judge said, are we sure she's not a part of the expanded media coverage? And, you know, we can debate what that means. Right. But um, he said, no, this appears to be an individual. It did not appear to be an individual. It had the logo for the media company on the screen and I was on the media company's channel. So he misrepresented that to the judge and then spelled my last name to everybody in the world and, and point, you know, pointed out that it was me. So that was really interesting to me because it's not, it wasn't that somebody saw the stream and said, oh, we need to report this person because whoever saw the stream in that way wouldn't know my name. Not my I was going to say, your name wasn't, yeah. it didn't say Ash up, you know, Ashley. No, it right. never does. It, it, so, yeah, so so he would have had to have known that you were with Badlands Media, right? Well, and he would have known your, he would have had to know your full legal name. And the reason he knew that is because they're trying to sue you, right? Well, so I am being sued by the the NAACP. Uh, Holly Kaysen and, and Sean Smith, Colonel Sean Smith, are co-defendants in the case. USEIP was a co-defendant. The judge dismissed USEIP as a defendant. Um, and so it's just the three of us that are being sued by the NAACP, the League of Women Voters, and Mi Familia Vota. Um, one of the law firms is Lathrop. The other law firm is Free Speech for People. And that's kind of interesting because... When this case was originally brought by crew, the initial statements of interest, right, uh, uh, petitions to Jenna Griswold were on behalf of Free Speech for People and Mi Familia Vota. Ah, okay. So on Wednesday, when they called up my name, I'm like, huh, that's kind of weird. Like, why, you know, and I know, like, Eric Olson was with the Attorney General's office, you know, fully aware of of the organizing that that we've been doing. Everybody in a in an official position, I think, is aware of my writing, particularly about Tina Peters, right? right. And the work that I did about Tina Peters, um, Jenna certainly is. Uh, and so it was very strange the way it was pre- presented as though there's just some random person on the internet that's streaming because they know who I am. But when you look at um when you look at yesterday's testimony with Tom Bjorkland, and in that testimony, they asked about USEIP. Oh, so to me, that is everybody thinks that this case is going to be appealed regardless. Right. Most scholars think this is a a very long shot 
right. legal, uh, you know, case to make. Um, but you know, it's, it, I think that the, the, um, lawfare machine, there's a lot of them, but I think they're right. relatively closed ranks. Right. And, can they get something to help their case against uh, uh, Ashon and Holly out of this testimony oh, sure. and whatnot? You know, yeah, a bunch of virtuous women. And, you know, and I, one of the things I said, and I told you this, just so folks know, I mean, I covered crime and courts for decades in Colorado. And I can tell you the expanded, I mean, the judge was just flat out wrong to admonish you. The expanded media motion, while there are certain specific organizations mentioned in it, I mean, that it does not mean that only those organizations have access to the information. When there's an expanded media motion request granted, I've been in numerous covering numerous cases where say the local TV stations were on the motion, right? And then Yahoo News would come in. Well, we always had to give it to Yahoo News, right? I covered another case where just the, the judge wanted it and the judge said, you're not special if the media, it's an expanded request. It means anybody who wants to could have it. So, yeah. I mean, the judge was just wrong there. So again, I just say, and maybe she's a relatively new and experienced judge and she didn't understand that. But I don't think so. I, I, don't, I don't think, think so, so either. either. I, I, I don't, and I'm not, I, I don't think it's the judge. I think it's the way that Eric Olson presented right. it. It right. was obvious that I was part of a media organization, but if he right. had said Badlands Media, I don't think he would have had it taken down. I don't mm. think she would have said to take it down because it's expanded media coverage. I think he said that I was an individual streaming on the internet because he wanted to mislead the judge because they wanted our stream taken down. We right. had 8,600 people watching. Now I was in hindsight was was I showing an adequate level of respect for the court with, um, you know, some of my overlays and whatnot? Maybe not. Right. But that's the First Amendment. So, well, I, I would say the expanded media motion request doesn't the motions don't anywhere ever in any I've seen comment on what you can or can't do with that, right. with the with the videotape. Right. right. You, can do, you can do whatever you want. with. Well, it, so. I mean, the one you, sh you, you know, you, you can refer to is the. um case with Johnny Depp. I mean, there are all kinds oh. of bloggers that are all over that clay, individuals commenting on it, making money off of it, right. not showing due respect necessarily for the court, but it wasn't limited to CNN and a few others. Right. I mean, that's the whole point. It's in the public there. So, so they were, I mean, so what, I guess where I'm going with that is number one, they were wrong. Number two, they had to know they were wrong because oh, yeah. it's not like, well, or didn't care. I mean, it's not like that doesn't happen. I mean, it doesn't happen all the time in court cases, but it's not unusual for someone to come in and want access to it. They're like, yeah, you have to give it. I mean, because people would fight. Like you'd have reporters who'd be late, right? And you'd be like, ha ha ha, you can't have that video. You know, you can't have that testimony. The judge would yeah. be like, yes, give them the videotape. Yeah. So for me, I, you know, I, I was thinking it was better for me to pull directly from the court's website than to restream C-SPAN or somebody else's coverage, right? So from right. a from a legal standpoint, I thought that that was safer. But also, I kept going back because C-SPAN had um, better camera angles right. and the Zoom meeting, right? And so I kept going back um, to, to C-SPAN, but the sound was terrible. The sound on C-SPAN was really bad and you couldn't really hear the witnesses. And so we ended up sticking with the um, the court stream. But that's the thing is I wasn't in the WebEx of the court, you right. know, like I was I pulled the public link off of the government website. Right. And yeah. and so did hundreds, if not thousands of other streamers. This is a case about President Trump. The idea that you can shut down the you know when when expanded media has been been granted that you can shut down somebody for for streaming this is crazy and then the fact that it was me 
Right? That's a bigger thing. Here's the thing I think, Ash, it's like you had the audacity to question the election. Right. Yes. And, and here's I what, still do. So, oh, happy do. stolen election anniversary, guys. It's today. And people need to understand, and Ash, I just kind of like your thoughts on this, is if these people are so corrupt and so crazed that they're going to go out of their way in the middle of a trial to call out Ash in America because no, she had the audacity. No, no. Ashley Epp. Ashley Epp. Right. Government so name. Out, they call out Ashley Epp. I mean, who in the overall scheme of things, you know, you're probably not one of the, you don't probably. Bigger. You're not yeah, the biggest. The biggest fish in there. But I mean, if they're going to take the time and effort to monitor you, right? To, I mean, because somebody was monitoring you, how's they know? So if, if oh, any of us oh. think that, that the system is not weaponized, this is absolute proof. And they will, nobody, nobody is too far down the, you know, the, the food Food chain chain. for them to not try to destroy. Yeah. And how many people were streaming on, on YouTube, right? Probably a bunch. We weren't on YouTube. We were on rumble and nowhere you can search rumble for my full name. It doesn't show up. I don't use my full name. So nobody was watching and then giving them a tip, right? right? My full name was pulled out because they know it. Because right. they know who I am, and there's a there, and then the fact that yesterday they brought up USCIP. I mean, we haven't really. We should um, do a, a, a whole other show on the USCIP lawsuit and bring Sean and Holly. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. That'd be a great idea. That. Yeah, that is okay. a good idea. We'll do yeah, that. because it's. I mean, it's it's pretty crazy what's been going on. Um, and there's you know there's a lot there, but uh, yeah, USCIP was sued. The three of us were named defendants in the case for the canvassing report. Right. Right? right, but we weren't sued until months and months after we were done canvassing. There were never any reports, complaints, nothing. Yeah, you were asking questions, Ash. Yeah. Questions yeah. are not allowed anymore in this country. Right. You know, yeah. it's like <laughs> every so often I think should we go back on YouTube, and I'm like, no, they'll no. kick us off there in no time. We want to be on YouTube. Well, so we do you know, starve so- their platforms. We yes, shouldn't be using yeah, it. We exactly. need to starve their platforms. Exactly. Well, last question though. So back to the trial. So does it wrap up today? What's what's the scheduled you know i know you've been doing media all day so maybe so they um they i haven't been back since the uh since they took a break their mid-afternoon break i believe they were saved as far as i know and this could have changed because i haven't seen the last few minutes but um they were they had asked the petitioners had asked to delay their to put off their closing statements until monday that makes sense so yeah i think i think that's what we'll probably see Almost always the judges allow that. So, okay. Well, oh, no. Oh, no. If, if the judges like you, they allow depends that. Depends on your ideology. It's petitioners. Yeah. Petitioners yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, Ash, listen. We'll Thanks, Ash. Ahead. And hang in there. Stay safe and hang in there. Thanks, we appreciate guys. all you do. Have a great weekend. Oh, hey. Can I mention uh, for uh, Sean and, and, and yes. Molly and I, our legal defense fund? Uh, it's uh, A-S-H, Ash, Sean, Holly, A-S-H, legal defense fund. That's a give, send, go. So it's give, send, go.com slash Ash Legal Defense Fund, Ash without an E. Okay. And we'll get back in touch with you and plan that. Just get that on Perfect. the schedule. All right. All right. Take cool. care. Awesome. All right. Thank you. Appreciate bye. it. All right. Bye-bye. Um, well, that's going to wrap it up for us. It's time to go. That is. It's time to go start implementing Party Friday. Yeah. Um, thank you to Dick Morris, to Ash Up, all you great guys on Zoom. Thomas, remember you can get all our shows on chuckandjulie.com. Um, I think Monday we'll probably do a little bit more on this trial because I, I don't think the judge is going to rule right away. But I think oh no no she'll she'll take a couple of a weeks day. pretend pretend <laughs> she's just you know looking at the law <laughs> looking at the facts and and applying them. 
That's right. uh, in a fair and impartial manner. Probably in the meantime, another 20 people will have entered the CD4 race. So we'll right. talk about that too. <laughs> Meanwhile, everybody have a great weekend. Happy party Friday. Vote for Chuck for CD4. Right. <laughs> See you later. Bye-bye.